Voice Memos podcast with Jen and Myron. Hey, welcome to Voice Memos. I am Myron Clifton and my co-host is Jennifer. So Jennifer is a wonderful lady. She's originally from Wisconsin, now in California, flaming redhead with a beautiful big old dog named Mojito that I call Beast. She's a great sister, daughter, and a great friend. And uh, she is my co-host. Hey, Jennifer. Hello, hello. So nice that we're recording this because I get to save this and hear this over and over again, the compliments that you gave me. So I lied. <laughs> this is my friend and probably my bestest friend. I've known Myron over 20 years. He is a published author. He is an amazing writer, highly intelligent. And one thing that I can really tell you about him that stands out is how he raises his daughter, Leah. Well, hello. Let me turn this up a little bit. Okay, you're in the mix. Ooh, child. It's so been had, two weeks. Two weeks. We had, we had an unplanned summer break, didn't we? Yeah. Um, it's because you were just wasted like my girlfriend Margaret was when we were in San Diego. So I, you are enjoying, uh, I don't even know if I call it sunny Las Vegas. Do you? <laughs> God, it was okay. You know how hot it is here in California right now. It was, this is how it was in Vegas last week. Every day was between 108 and 112 or so. Oh, my God. I mean, is the pool even warm at that time? Well, as one who does not get in the pool, I did dip my water, my feet in some water in, in the pool water just for a moment. And it wasn't it wasn't like ice cold. It was just sort of like room temperature. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds I mean I how can you of course a lot of these pools in different states across the country have heated pools so right. that you know you could keep you swim in your pool and it doesn't feel so shocking but man if you jump into a pool that's 89 degrees 90 degrees but actually that's not even I guess if the temperature is 112 it should still feel refreshing but just for a brief moment yeah yeah that and that's and it did because you know that first Yes, you first touched water, it does feel pretty good. But you know, the thing about that weather there was sort of like what we're getting right now. We left the restaurant, one restaurant one night around 1130 or so, and it was still 100 degrees. PM? PM. Fuck. Yeah, and so it is so disconcerting to be outdoors in the dark and it's 100 degrees. It's like you're just walking in a sauna constantly. It, it, it really is. It really is. It's just that weather is so hot. And you know what? Like, because we were in this hotel that was, it was very cool. And it was attached to this, they call it like a Miracle Mile. It's just an indoor mall is what it is. But instead of it being wide, it's just pretty long. You just, it's like just traveling down a, a downtown full of shops and stores, but it's all indoors because you're in the middle of the desert. You cannot right. be outside. And, you know, you take some leisurely walks and stuff and it empties into different parts of the strip. But once you're on the strip and you could just walk 
I don't know, you know, a block or half block. And that heat is so suffocating, suffocating. Like you can't even function very well. You instantly start sweating and every step is like 50 steps. Oh God, it doesn't even sound fun, honestly. I mean, it really sounds, I mean, outside of that, that's your first trip with Elian. Like, is that your first outside of being in New York or her coming here? Is that your first meetup as a real vacation? Um, I think it was like, we've been to Tahoe and to Napa, but this was like, um, four, I think it was four nights. So really five days. And, um, uh, when we try, we both traveled independently to a city. So yeah, it was like the first vacation was really nice too. Nice. Okay. And I mean, we probably should have at least started opening our, um, our podcast today with farewell to the queen. <laughs> right. So Queen Elizabeth, I don't know if she's, I don't know the royalty thing like that. I don't know if she's Queen Elizabeth the first or the eighth, but, but Elizabeth, she died today, age 96. Damn. And I heard for a while she had like, maybe she had COVID or something and then just couldn't get better. I don't know all the details because it's just coming out, but um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty incredible that she, now I tried watching the show, the crown and I just couldn't get into it. Um, and I know that there was some major cool backstory to her, but I guess I just wasn't interested enough, but she was like the longest reigning British monarch. I think if I, if I remember correctly, which is pretty amazing at 96 years old. Yeah. She reigned for. She was the second queen Elizabeth the second. Okay. There you go. So she was. Uh, the queen of the, I don't know, the British, I guess the British royal family or the Commonwealth. Or I don't, I don't know that shit, but for 70 years, that's a long time. That's a long job. Right. That is a long, long time. So she, you know, she got that husband. I don't know his official title, you know, he died long, not long ago, but he died a while back. And then, you know, she got those, those kids that have been waiting for her to die like that. <laughs> Charles guy, you know, you know, I, I heard somebody say this is a good day for the thoughts from the 80s because Camilla about to be queen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Camilla's next, right? <laughs> I, you know what? I am like so ignorant of how all that yeah. should work because I really don't care. Like, I don't, I don't care, care either. Right? I, I don't care. So I can respect that. She is a mother and grandmother to people who are mourning her passing. And then there are people in the British Empire who love and respect that lady. And so condolences to all of them. And you can find, look, you can find 50 countries who absolutely hate their guts because right. of the brutality of the British Empire in the Caribbean and um maybe about 15 countries on the African continent, what they did to uh, India and Pakistan. I mean, people rightly hate them. And you know what? They're entitled to their, they're entitled to their feelings as well. Yep. So some but people I, are celebrating while other people are mourning. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's exactly right. And, um, you know, I, it's going to be a big spectacle for the next couple of weeks, right? Because, you, know, you know, if you think back to those weddings that they have, you know, it's all big and the, the American oh, media, the American funeral. media loves that bullshit. Yeah, the funeral. <laughs> it's gonna be so big. 
You know, yeah. I was thinking about when you told me about it, I'm like, oh, of course you just said it too. Like, I don't really care. Cause I was thinking about just, I, I mean, here's what's going on right now in our, in our country and then the world. So right now we have Jacksonville, Mississippi that has no water, right? Contaminated water. Um, we have uh, Pakistan that is flooding and displacing millions upon millions of people, killing thousands of people. We have the glaciers um, that are our biggest glaciers that are melting quicker than they actually thought they would. And a, a timeline that you could see Florida, freaking New York, Rhode Island, you could see them by sea level. And I think the last scientist said eight to 10 years. We have um, uh, a, a kludgy of shootings happening. We are literally, we're record heat waves, um, fires. There's some fires in the California area. I mean, who gives a fuck about the queen? I'm sorry. We've got other shit to worry about. You know what? That's, that's so true. I mean, that I was, I was looking at a TikTok from a guy in a Pakistani guy in Pakistan about the floods there. And so they have monsoon season, like we have hurricane season. And actually monsoon and hurricane are the same thing. They're the exact same thing. They're just called different things in different parts of the world. And they need their hurricane season for that area of Pakistan because they need the rains for farming and so forth. But they have gotten the equivalent of Lake Michigan dumped on them. Oh my gosh. That's what it is. It's the equivalent of Lake Michigan. That's how much water. And and I was looking online to find out a little bit more about it. They said that um, essentially that area has just turned into the sea. It's gone. It's just underwater. And it's and it's, it's not, not. It doesn't look like it's stopping. Right. It's not. It's not like it's just raining. It is a part of the sea moved inland. In the, in planted a, the equivalent of Lake Michigan, like yeah. on this one where people lived and farmed, like communities and cities and things, and it's gone. And they don't know if it will recede and that, that place will come back. I, I, it's incredible. It's, and it's, it's you hard got to it. believe. Huh? What? It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. And then you think about, you know, the amount of probably sewage that's running through that water because it's taking all that mud. It's just contaminating uh, places around the area. It just, it's a, it's a major kludgy and we are, we are just, I mean, yeah. I don't even know what to say anymore. Yeah. You know, some of the, some of the, some of the science around um, climate change or global warming, which turn into climate change to make it softer to people, you know? Um, some of the early studies were saying, not even early, but early in current studies were saying that the biggest effects will first hit poor countries and communities, right? Wow. And they said one of the problems with that is the wealthier countries typically um, are have contributed the most negative impact to the climate, right? Our over-industrialization and things, we contribute the most, but the effects will be most felt in poor countries and in poor communities. And because of the typical slow response to wealthy nations, to poor nations having issues, 
that we're going to allow things to happen um, and not react to them as quickly as we should, precisely because they're happening in poorer countries. Wow. And I think this Pakistan thing is a great example of that. And it's not just the wealthier nations, it's also the wealthier part of Pakistan is watching um, the poorer parts of Pakistan being effect affected and reacting slower than they would be if it was themselves. And you know what? So you then you bring up Jackson, Mississippi. Well, you know what? Their drinking water is polluted. It's a little bit different than climate change because you have you have people who have their local government. They have known uh, for something like 40, 50 years that this was coming. But because it was happening where poor Black people live, they just didn't take any action on it. And then people say, well, if the U.S. can give money to Ukraine, why can't they give money to Jackson, Mississippi? The U.S. has given billions to Jackson, Mississippi. And even recently, with the infrastructure law, the Biden and the Harris administration have sent them billions. But you know what they did with that money? Instead of using that money to fix their infrastructure, and specifically their drinking water infrastructure, they moved, They took that money and gave tax breaks to wealthy people and didn't invest it where they should have because it's where Black people live. 80%. That's an 80% dominant right. area, right? Yep. And so then people say, well, why aren't there Black people in the office there since the majority of people there are Black? Well, that's a whole discussion around gerrymandering, gerrymandering and fixing elections down South so that Black people do not have power. Like that's been going on for a hundred years. So people just waking up to it and going, well, why don't, well, because you know what? Because they are not allowed to. That's yeah. why. And so that that Republican governor has chosen, and the Republican governors before for him, they've chosen not to fix that. And instead, they moved that money to white areas. But now that that bad water is impacting white people, now it's an emergency. Now they're gonna do some shit. Now they're trying to do shit and they're asking for more help. And, you know, they want more money. And now the feds are like, well, what happened to this other money? They're like, well, you know, we had some tax base. Well, you know, fuck you. Damn. Yeah, it is. a, It's a mess. Damn. I just can't even. <laughs> I can't, I, it's and, a mess. And that's why I don't give a shit about the queen. You know, I'll do respect, uh, milady. Um, you, you know, you're 96. You've lived a life. You had a lot of privilege there being able to wake up for 96 years. So. I'm sorry to see you go. I'm sure your family's mourning you to your point, but we got bigger fish to fry. We do have bigger fish to fry. And you know what? We're going to get two weeks to mourn that lady. That, that thing's going to be all over TV and everything. And, you know, hey, they, they do as they will. But you know what? You have a new family member. Oh, my God. You have to remind me. Um. <laughs> So I have been following this rescue called Bubbles Dog Rescue. And Bubbles Dog Dog Rescue is caught my attention because the two owners, the founders that started it, are both vegan women. And what I liked and what I was drawn to, of course, we all know that I'm vegan, but I was drawn to the fact that a rescue that did it, meaning that they, um, you know, their compassion goes further for animals than just dogs or cats. So... I knew I wanted to work with them because they said they work with people all over California. And um, I was watching one of their stories one day, this was last week, and a dog was getting free 
His name at the time was Elfie and he had a freedom ride because one of the shelter owners or shelter volunteers saw him and couldn't stop thinking about him because his demeanor was really great. He was super cute. And he came in with an embedded wire like collar in his neck. So it just grew around his neck. Um, I think he was found on the street. Not really sure his history. He's one. Um, So the rescue got him out. And I was like, wow, I this dog, something's drawing me to this dog. And um, I reached out to the foster and, you know, everything was really great. And then I decided, okay, we're going to adopt. And he was driven up here on Sunday, started Sunday with 14 people transporting. There was two other puppies as well. It started with a volunteer in Tijuana coming across the border and then going up from there. Um, it took him about 12 hours to get here and that's him thinking that there's a noise outside so he's gonna go check it um, so he got up here 1 45 in the morning on Sunday and by 3 a.m I was like what the fuck did I do um, so within an hour 15 minutes I was like holy smokes what was I thinking um, you forget what it's like having a puppy uh, that is for sure it's some work. Huh? It's some work. I, I, you know, I had to cancel on my workouts for the week. I had to, like, I literally had to adjust my house a little bit. You know, I'm used to having things clean and organized and neat. And, you know, uh, I, I can't keep up with the, either it's dog hair or it's water from drinking or it's uh, food pieces. I mean, it's nonstop along with him wanting to bite on everything because he's a puppy uh-huh. and he wants to, you know, if it's not your feet, it's my office chair. If it's not my office chair, it's his toys. So he has to also get fixed. So that's happening on Monday, which is going to be okay. really great. So, so he is exploring the world around him. Yeah. And I'm, I, I'm on the ride, I guess. Yes. Right. I'm they, 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 it reminds me of, um, of little kids at that age. They, they they learn by tasting things. <laughs> oh my god! Like a lot of things. Yes, they just they just their little grabby hands will just put something. They'll just put it in their mouth. That's their first instinct. Put it in your mouth, and it's like holy moly! You're constantly taking things out of their hands, and if you're a moment slow, trying to dig it out of their mouths. So, oh yeah, puppies are like that. They they learn by tasting. So they're just constantly just biting. <laughs> Fucking a, you know, I don't remember. Mojito was 10 and a half. So as I also had Mark who helped me, my ex-husband helped me with a dog when I had puppies and I had two at the same time. So I didn't, I don't think I remember any sort of puppy thing like that. Um, You you know, what's funny about that is that I read, I remember getting this book when um, my kid was born and it says something about, I can't remember the name for it, but it said that. Uh, for women who have multiple kids, that that all the hell they go through with with one, that something happens in their brains that a few years later they forget how awful it was and they want another one. Like, <laughs> like, like they are ready to like blow up the world when that one baby will not, you know, not sleep and will shit everywhere and just will cry non-stop and then before you know it they're pregnant again they go oh, you know it wasn't that bad like they literally forget oh and my I think god you're, you're i forgot like that. you had those dogs and yep. you forgot the hell the hell part forgot and i you know i reached out to the rescue and i came across as if i wanted to give them back because trust me i thought about it I, you know and i 
had a conversation with my sister because she recently got a dog that has severe um, separation anxiety. And what's interesting about that is that she would call me stressed, but I was like, you can't give that dog back. You made a commitment. It's not the dog's fault, blah, blah, blah. And that's, I now understand and sympathize. She wanted to give the dog back. She would talk to my mom instead of me right. because she's like, Jennifer won't talk to me anymore if I give this dog back. But she was going through an unbelievable, stressful time because, you know, the dog would go crazy in her crate and then she paces back and forth and barks and all this stuff. And my sister had no idea how to do it. Well, three months later, you know, Bella and her have, you know, Kelly can't imagine her life without her. So I know that that'll come. Um, I have to work on my own sort of calm assertiveness. I have to think about it. I was reading, I think it was Cesar Milan. He might've said this, that you have to pick um, somebody that you admire as a female and how they are a leader. And that's how you have to think about yourself when you're walking your dog. So I was thinking about um, the girl from Handmaid's Tale. I know, you know, having to come out of Gideon and all that stuff and, you know, through some of that, I thought that's really good. Another woman said, uh, the, um, who's the Egyptian queen? Um, uh, is it, uh, is it Nefertiti? Is that? No. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It'll come to me. Cleopatra. Cleopatra. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Cleopatra. Okay. So they've, you know, told me to think like that. So I, I'm going to do that on my walks. He's actually really good on the walks, but the reason I picked a C name is because my brother's dog's name is Alfalfa. My sister's dog's name is Bella. So I figured I'm going to stay, we're going to be the ABCs. So I picked C and then I put a couple names up on Instagram. And um, my nephew said, you let the internet decide on your name. And popular vote was Cabo because Cabo is my favorite destination. I love Cabo, San Lucas, and it's fun to say Cabo Wabo. So um, yeah, it's a, it is, it is uh, exhausting. So I know that you made a statement about having kids at one point where you even said, this is why I'm not having kids anymore because I'm too old to do the work. And that's exactly how I feel. Uh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're just what one week into not even it's not even a week. Monday will be a week. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of like back, you were back in our, or you still do this when in our, um, we're managing call centers and you get a new team and you you because you work there you know all the employees on the new team and you look at the lineup and go i got a team full of losers <laughs> right <laughs> i have the and worst Danny, if you're listening you're not one of them <laughs> <laughs> you know i got the worst employees the biggest complainers the most slackers the worst salespeople, the biggest crybabies and you look at it and just go and nobody cares. Like you're in management and nobody cares. Especially me. When I was a boss, I would go, Well, you're so damn good that turn that team around, like do something with them. <laughs> and those first few, like that first month is just a disaster. Like one-on-ones, people making excuses for why they couldn't do their job, people not coming to work, fights, lazy people. But then my month two. There's a couple of people who have success and it just starts building on itself. And then by like month three, there's just a well-oiled machine and they're just, just as good as anybody else. That's, I, and you're right. You're absolutely right. It's a good analogy. I just, 
you know, you get a dog and you're like, okay, it's going to be fully trained. It's going to be, everything's going to be perfect. All I'm going to do is walk it, feed it. And he's going to come with me everywhere. Like that's what you go in with. Um, you don't realize the work that comes with it and the money that comes with it, of course. So, uh, I talked to my mom about it cause I wasn't telling her at first. Cause you know, she wondered, you know, having this dog, are you trying too quickly to replace mojito? And I don't, I never felt that, but I also didn't want to be tell her that I'm under all the stress because, you know, I don't want anybody to say, I told you so. And she's like, I would never say that to you. Like I would never have any other thing other than support for you. It just goes to show, yeah. um, you, you think, you think it's going to go one direction and it's not. And I, I, I value that and appreciated that. So it's going to be, um, a chore and, uh, it's good that I don't have kids and it's good at this moment that I work from home. That's for sure. So, um, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. You know what? So where I'm different than you, I have some discussions, you know, with my partner, because she doesn't have children and we had those discussions and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I got a teenager. I am never having kids again. Like, oh my God. like I, you know, mine is 17, 17 and a half. And, you know, looking at college and all this stuff and she's all smart and smart allergy, you know, just a full on teenager or older teenager young adult this kind of deal and i have no interest in getting up in the middle of the night with a baby like none i don't want to chase a toddler around you know i don't want to worry about nap time and teething and oh. not nothing preschool i am so done with all that like i'll never i'll never go and you know what i couldn't devote the time i'm too old for that yeah i know too old. I, know. I mean it's okay it's okay to admit that I, I should have admitted that and thought to myself that maybe I had enough time with dogs that, you know, I don't need them anymore in my life, but I don't know. I, I say that now I do have a little regret and it's not the dog's fault. Like this has nothing to do with um, him being bad or anything like that, because he's, he's yeah. going from whatever happened to his life, being in a, in a shelter with just a really shitty shelter down in SoCal, the, the, the shelter, we talked about this in one of our podcasts, SoCal has some of the worst shelters, um, for dogs. And then you get him out, goes to a foster for, you know, two days and then gets in a car for 12 hours. Like he's just trying to figure out the world too. It's not his fault. It's just me saying, damn, right. am I going to be able to be the best version of myself for him is what I was questioning. So that shelter has enough going on with trying to save dogs. I don't need to add to it to be like, Hey, can you, I give you this dog back? It's not like you try it on and then, you know, move on. Yeah. You know, that's, it takes some work, but you know what? You're, I mean, if I, if I had a dog and I, and I needed the dog to get some actual good human care, I would give the dog to you. So uh. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Give the dog to me. Well, thank you so much. Hey, you know, speaking of that, we didn't get to finish our conversation about something you sent me today and that I really wasn't aware of. It was about Indian reservations across uh, across the country. Um, you mentioned something in that statement that m me being I, maybe hidden under my white privilege that I didn't realize a term that I've never used the term. I've seen the term, but I've never used it, that it really is um, another racist word when it comes to Indians. Oh, or, oh yeah. yeah, the slur. So the slurs. Yeah, it starts with the letters SQ, ends with a W, and it is uh, a slur. It's a, it's a very specific slur against women. Um, 
young women, but women, period. And it's equivalent or maybe worse than um, sort of like a combination of the B word that we say that people call women and okay. the C word and the C word uh, people call women. So it's really awful. And then the early settlers of the U.S. being, you know, some of those were awful people. They started naming things um, that name. You know, we had a ski resort right up Highway 80 with that name. Um, that should be called Olympic Valley because the Olympics were held there. I don't know why they missed that. But anyway, um, so so there have been attempts all across the nation. There's like thousands of things with that name on it. And so you, it was just hard to get those changed because, you know, quite frankly, white people hold on to the worst shit in this country, like, like monuments and Confederate bullshit, you know. So, but finally, President Biden um elected or not elected but appointed um deb halen is her name as the interior secretary she was the first um, native american to hold that role and one of the one of the hold that job and one of the roles of that job is you get to name federal properties and she look she's been in office what a year and a half two years she renamed everything there was it it, it was made official every single federal property in 50 states, because there's stuff in 50 states that had the name um, SQ ending W on it, she changed. Wow. And it's significant because you have people, the indigenous people who've been trying to get that done for a hundred years, right? And so this is what people, this is one example of what people mean when they say representation matters, right? So she, a Native American got in that job and was like, you know what? Of all the things I'm going to do, and I'm going to do a lot of things, I'm going to do this as well. Because we've been waiting on this ship for 100 years or more. And she did it. Yeah. Changed yeah, them all. Changed them all. And there's, there's um, um, the official announcement was out. She announced it when she was, when she was first um, finished her confirmation. And she got it done now. And the official announcement is out today. And so it'll take some time to get new names on all those uh, buildings, parks. It's mostly parks and buildings and things like that, um, but it is going to be done. So that's that's a big win. And it's one of those things, Jim, where you, where it's okay to let it go. Like we don't have to have a slur as a name of a of a park. Like, no. We don't have to have that. And just because someone says, "Well, but it's been it's been S Valley, you know, for eighty years. So what? It's been wrong for eighty years." Yep. Yep. <laughs> Right? Wow. Stop being wrong. Damn, yeah. the value you just said, I was like, wow, I didn't even, I was like, why don't you just say it? And then I'm like, oh my God, what the hell? Because you just, it's been, what are they, it's it's embedded into you or what's the yes. there's a term? What did you say? Yes, it's, um, we've been that? socialized to just accept it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it is, and we try not to compare things to the n-word but if there's anything that can be paired to the n-word that's very close to it that's close to it wow yeah, it's like very i mean it is it is adjacent to it and you know what you know it just it's not necessary and why why have a word that's a slur very specific against specific people and just say well but it's okay because it's been there for a long time no it's not okay that's like all those statues in the south Yes. Like what? That's why after after January 6th happened, those people, um, all those Trump supporters try to tear down the government. 
That's why immediately after that, you know what the you know what the uh, it was the Democrats that they got in office. They went through the Capitol and took down all that Confederate bullshit. Like, why was that stuff in the Capitol at, in a in a place of honor? And it was literally people who fought to maintain slavery, and they loved it so much they tried to break up the country. Like, why would you say, well, we're going to have this flag here, or not the flag? We're going to have this general who was killing, you know, Americans, we're going to have him there. No, you don't do that. Take that shit down. Yeah, set the precedent. It's it's interesting, you know, when, we, when we're embedded or told or, you know, people will say, you know, people fought for our country, they need to be recognized. Yeah, they're also recognized for slavery or you know, right. any sort. Of, so you can't, you can't, remove the validation of what they actually were responsible for by then saying, well, it's because, you know, they, they fought for our country. I, you're, you're drawing the line in the sand, which is beyond ridiculous to me. So it's, it's yes. crazy how, so I learned that today. I didn't, I, that was something new that I never even, I've said the S Valley before. I've said yeah, that. Me too. Yeah. I, I, I've skied there multiple times and that was just the language used. And I'm, I like you, I didn't know. And then when I knew, I was like, what? Like, you find out this stuff. You know what? It was on a much lesser degree, but a similar experience was Lizzo. I think it was Lizzo released a song. And, um, and I think Beyonce did. And the Brits were upset because they used the word spaz, S-P-A-Z-Z. And apparently in England proper, that is uh, an insult. Like, it's a, it's a bad insult. And they asked them both to remove that from their songs. And both of them removed in front of the songs. And I was like, I've never heard that. Like, I've never heard that that was an insult to that level. But apparently in England, it is. Like, yeah, okay, well, you well. know, that, that reminds me of a story that my dad said as a kid that um, he was with his friend. And if I screw it up, the, the end story, the end result is what I'm trying to achieve. So I guess my dad and his friend were hanging out, my grandpa and my dad's friend called or said the word puke, P-U-K-E. And yeah. I guess back in the 70s or whatever, 50s and 60s, puke was not something you would call somebody. I guess that was something that it was a bad word. Puke. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, maybe it just offended my grandpa. But when my dad told me that story, I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, wait a minute. He called him a puke. Now I want to call everybody a puke. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I learned that um, the word gypsy is a slur. Shut up. I had no idea. And I looked it up and it is a slur that these are um, the Roma um and there's a couple other titles with that the word gypsy and i'm sorry if that's saying that is offensive but the word is you was was and is used um derisively towards the people and that they don't call themselves that only people who hate them call them that and i'm like what in the world what? And so, right and so when we say that someone was gypped like that that means that they're behaving as these um the Roma people, and it's a bad thing, and it's a slur. It's like, it, and it's a slur. I don't really liken it to anything, but, and I thought, I had no idea. Like, I had no idea. Wow, and that was, that's, you know, that's another one. We probably should look these up and do it, but I knew another one was the peanut gallery, uh, like saying, like, oh, pipe down in the peanut gallery, that that was, had to do with back in vaudeville, you know, and you had, 
theaters that had places for people to sit and the worst seats in the house were black were where were black people were forced to sit so they would call that the peanut gallery yes i learned that recently that is wild huh look here's a good one the term uh that we use um grandfathered in oh that's one so that was that if your grand if your grandparent was enslaved Oh. Right, you were considered black. Oh my god! So you get grandfathered in. So you, you know, we use that in so many ways. Insurance at, at our former job, you can get grandfathered into old comp plans, and it, it's totally a a term from uh, days of slavery. Holy cow! I I, I, I mean, right? Think this about that. Our lexicon and. And we don't know, like we don't know, because uh, because the U.S. has such a hodgepodge of languages and people that we have people, we have these words that come up, and they the words spread throughout society, and someone who is not familiar with a particular community may not know that that word is a slur to other people because it's just out there. Yeah, and it's crazy that you say that because you really you just you navigate through it. It's something that people say and do and you just go with it because it's like it's the it's a the master bedroom right the minute someone told me what that means and the slave house is a master bedroom is where you know the master slept and so i changed my my primary bedroom to say primary lights with alexa because i was like i didn't even realize those things because you just here's the master bedroom here's the spare bedroom here's the office it becomes part of that that the dialogue that you just have and i heard it on selling sunset of the OC. Oh boy. I watched that. Um, they, they said, well, we, we will go take a walk at the primary. So I thought that yeah. was good that it's sort of translating, but <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. And you know, that, that's a good point. I, I, I had to, I had a similar discussion about the word master. Um, it was a couple years ago with someone watching star Wars. And I was like, you know, there's an issue when you have these, uh, a black Jedi referred to a white Jedi as master. Right, oh. master something to something, and then it was it, it was it, I think it was just online, and so you know these Star Wars people are just fanatic. They're just fanatics, and and they, you know they they were they couldn't see the problem with that, and they, you know the defense was well it's like um a a mentor and a novice, and I go why don't you use that then, like why does that do master, and but because you have generally speaking, particularly in science fiction and fantasy, and I, I just wrote a blog about this, because you generally have for TV and movies um, these stories that are written by white men, but then they're adapted by white men, and they're mostly acted and written and produced by white men, that you have a gap in understanding of how things, the appearance of things. And so there isn't any reason to have that language. You don't have to have that. Like there's no universal rule that says you have to call this person master. There's a lot of words you could substitute for that. And it, the response is typically, well, you people are too sensitive. And, oh. my response, and my response to that is, you're damn right we are. Yeah. <laughs> right? You're damn right we are. And you know what? And I think the, the bigger point is, it's not only your opinion that matters. Like that, that's that's one of the issues in America that you and just talking about fan bases. 
you have these fan bases who believe that, and and it's, and just be honest, it's white men who believe that only their opinions and viewpoints should matter. So you have, if we could just transfer to another topic, you have these fantasy shows and sci-fi shows that have come out. Most recently, She-Hulk, which is fantastic on Disney+. Plus. You have the new Game of Thrones, which is a prequel to the Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. And you have the new Lord of the Rings, which just which goes back a couple thousand years into that history. And, you, and in each case, you have these white fanboys who are extremely upset that there are Black people and other non-white people in these fantasies, right? So, so they can accept talking apes, flying to other planets, people with magic light lightsabers, you know, they can accept, you know, dragons that are fly and they can accept these, these elves and wizards, but stick one black person in there and somehow all their lives are ruined. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> right. didn't you just write on that on your Dear Dean blog? Yes, yes. I wrote science fiction and fantasy for everybody else. And, and there are just people who are just upset about that. And it's like, look, not only does representation matter, but these studios and they're making movies for the globe. They're not making the movies for a tiny subset of America who just maybe they grew up reading, you know, um, the Thor comic book. They only want one particular version of that. Well, they're making movies for the world. They got to sell these movies on every continent now. So what is the problem with having people who just look like everybody else? Like, what is the problem with that? What is the problem with that? I don't, you know what? There, there is something about fantasy and science fiction that, um, and other people have written about this, that is very, from, a, from American writers or United States writers, that is very, that is very um, white supremacist. Like you want all the good to be white. You want all your wizards, your, your, your little guy who doesn't know he has powers, but he's really the strong you know, power like, a, like Luke Skywalker or something. And, or you want some, Adam, every now and then you'll get some woman, you know, a girl who has special powers, but she doesn't want to use them, but some guy has to show her how to use her powers, like that kind of deal. Or you have space. So you have Star Trek, Star, you know, Star Wars Foundation, and then you have the fantasy stuff, the made-up worlds like Lord of the Rings, Game of the Thrones, and they want that to be all white. They don't want to see any people of color, because then if they do, they call that woke, which is another word to say it's full of Black people, right? Wow. They don't want to see you. They just want to see white people. And it, it's really telling because another part of that article I wrote was the, it's the, the staggering, unimaginative writers who, who can't see a vision beyond, like they can think of all this stuff, but they can't imagine an Asian person, uh, a Mexican woman, a black man as the leader or as, as a significant part of their story. We're rigged out of their futures, even when it's dystopian, meaning the zombies have taken over, the robots have taken over, whatever has happened, like a virus has killed everybody, even when that happens in those worlds, it is a white man who's going to save everybody. Wow. They, can never, they can't imagine anything else. And so, and they win these awards for outstanding fiction, outstanding science fiction, outstanding fantasy. And I sit back and go, but that is the exact same story as the other 15. 
Like, th there's no difference. There's a white guy that saves everybody. It could be Neo. It could be Tom Cruise. It could be, you know, all these same guys. It's just the same thing. And it just, they're better with a lightsaber. They're better with a gun. They're better with a sword. They're better with a magic wand. They're better at controlling robots. It doesn't matter. It's always the exact same thing. Even though they White people you, are better. Yes. And they will, they will, even if they destroyed the world, like they got the zombie virus out or they created the robots that killed everybody, or they blew up the planet, it will be a white man that saves everybody anyway. Oh, my God. And, every, and everybody will follow them. Because you know, I was watching, uh, like a lot of people, The Walking Dead. And I was thinking, okay, these white guys in charge. And I'll be like, why would they think these black people would just follow them? Like, what? Like, what? Like if, I, if I survive the zombie apocalypse and some white guy comes to my neighborhood and goes, follow me, I'm going to tell you everything to do. You just do everything I tell you. And when I tell you to fight, fight. And I'll be like, fuck off. Like, I'm not following you. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Why would I, why would I follow you? Like, it, it, makes, it makes no sense. But these writers, as, as creative as they are, they can never get that out of their brains that somehow they're always going to be the saviors. I, it's incredible to think that I, you know, you gave me that same, you taught me something too. And when I always say that you taught me something, it's not that I'm not educated or that I know that there's an awareness people, but I think you call to attention certain things that I might have not dug into. And that's when it comes to black women in movies or just women in general in movies, there's a term for it. What is that term? Where um, oh, you're talking about the, um, the 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 Beto test. The Beto. Yeah, and it, it's a, it's a white lady who wrote. This has probably been 10, 15 years. I can't. Her, I, that's her last name, and it was very simple. And you can apply it to a lot of things. But it is, um, in a movie or TV show, it is. Are are there more than one uh, female character? And then do those female, do those women in the movie or TV show, do they talk to each other? And then when they talk to each other, do they talk about something other than the band? And you know what? When you start watching movies from that perspective, and you can apply it to Black people too, is there more than one Black person? Uh, and do if they're in the movie, do they talk to each other? Do they have a relationship? And is it beyond just some white man who's in charge of everything? And it will make you read, it will make you see movies and TV shows in a different light. Wow. I, every time oh. you told me that, and it's Becto, it's B-E-C-T-O? No, I think it's B-E-C-H-E-L. Okay, Bechel, Beckel, yeah, Bechel. Yeah, I, okay. think it's like, I think it's like that. It's one of those, you know, you don't hear this often in America, but white people got names that black people can't pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even make fun of all. Look, why didn't make fun of all the creative names black people be coming up with? But let me tell you something. Why do people got names like that? What is this name? I, have no I mean, idea when you could when you could take the word Ashley and make it twelve different times, that's fucked up. <laughs> Five versions of Ashley, Lindsay, Kaylee, or Kaylee. I don't know. It's like a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> they, that's so awesome. It maybe uh, I think about a week or so ago. I, I tweeted to say it is true that I apologize, I apologize to every Andrea for calling her Andrea and every Andrea for calling her Andrea. Like, <laughs> like we will get it wrong every time. 
<laughs> Even it's spelled the same and you give it. <laughs> hey, like there is no way to know when you see that name, how they put the emphasis, the way they put it, you, you know it enough. But I guarantee you every time you get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen some people spell some shit out. They would do, they would uh, pretend the teacher's calling out names in class and really just trying to articulate it. And she jacks it up and they're like, it's Ashley. But it's spelt so crazy that she's saying like Alikia or something like that. I That's crazy when you think about changing people's names to be unique. I, I have a my trainer, my personal trainer, he has a kid. He had a baby and he named him Drew with J-R-U-E. And I thought, I'm st- gosh. Yeah, because I think there's a basketball player that's spelled that way. So yeah, it's crazy. What, tell me, um, tell I just did my fantasy football draft. I was my I was eight. I was eight. You so you got the eighth pick? Yes. Ooh, okay. The worst. What, 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 what's the name of your league? Um, it's no boys allowed. And my team name is cock blockers. Um, there's a lot of good names in that room. I think there's like multiple wingasms. Um, there is, uh, buns and guns, Victoria's secret, um, Dak that ass up touchdowns and beer. Um, and then, uh, D's, D's bows nuts, you know, some stuff, some cool stuff like that. But I was picked eighth. My score that I got was a C. So um, we'll see. I mean, I didn't spend a lot of time. I didn't have a lot of time to really go through. So I just kind of winged it. Yeah. How'd you finish last year? Sixth. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm in it just for the fun and shit talking because that's what we do. I think that's really what I am the only reason why I sign up for it. I do love football. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I love the camaraderie and the, just the back and forth shit talk with all the women. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. to all women's league. So do you guys do it? Um, like you use the app for that? Yeah, we do it through Yahoo fantasy. So we did a draft and we did it online because not everybody could meet up and stuff like that, which, you know, we've got some people that are more in the Bay Area, some people that are in this area. So we'll try to get together at least one time during the season to meet That's at a nice. restaurant and at least celebrate it. But we got some new people that joined. So it's fun. Um, but I haven't been because of this dog. Um, I haven't been really up to date on any TV shows. I finished before I got the dog. I finished selling Sunset of the OC. Um, that I was. Really yes. How was it? It looked like. The previews, it looked like the previews like it was gonna be trashy. It's trashy. And I it's crazy. I want you to watch it and then I wanna talk about the dynamic with um two girls that kind of partner together. They're they go cold calling, they go to houses, they sell as a team, and then the office in general, how they treat them. So I want to get your perspective as a male for one. And then two, I wanna get your perspective on what you see with it based on what they were trying to tell the story to be. So <sighs> I need you to watch it so we can talk about that. Okay. Okay. So I've probably, I'll probably spaz out on that. Um, today is Thursday. Okay. Because uh, I watched that with my daughter. I, I watched the last, the, what was it selling? Yeah. It wasn't. Well, a- Tampa or was it selling sets at Tampa or oh, selling sets? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we watched we watched Tampa, and I think it was only one season in Tampa. I'm yeah. not sure, but 
But Stetson had multiple seasons. So yeah, we we yeah we watched that trash. So, okay, so we'll probably watch that over the next week. So hopefully, I, I, we'll finish it by the time we 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 meet next week. Okay. What else are you watching? You know, speaking of trashy reality shows, I put one on last night um, <laughs> on Netflix, and it's called Dated and Related. <laughs> or maybe it's related date. I don't know. It's something like that. So it is. It is. Um, it's not as bad as the title, but it is bad. But not as bad as the title. So siblings are on some island, of course, and they're tasked with finding a date for the other sibling. Okay, got it. They're not da- okay. Thank God. Not dating each other. Although there are some very creepy scenes where you know some of the siblings been a little bit too possessive of their siblings, like when it's a a brother and a sister. The brothers be a little bit possessive of their sisters and and so everybody there is a sibling and they're trying to get all the siblings to to hook up with each other and so it's really bad like it's it's really bad and there's a couple of sets of twins but they're not all twins and then you have these siblings going on double dates with each other and one of them might be like a horn dog and be trying to get at it and throwing their best shooting their best shot at the person you know that they're they're set up with and their sibling is just sitting there watching, like oh lordy, okay, like, yeah, you know, watching your sibling hit up some girl and start making out with her right in front of you. <laughs> oh yeah, that's kind of awkward. Yeah, it's kind of awkward. Yeah, it's 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 bad. Um, so there's that, but then like like much of the uh, fantasy and science fiction community, I I started watching both news. Well, three new series, the ones I mentioned before. She-Hulk, which is on Disney Plus, which is really good. And um, and she she's a character, she's a comic book character that goes back to the 70s. Like she's not new. And she is uh, Bruce Banner the Hulk's cousin. And oh. she, she was a she's a grown-up, so she was a lawyer before this Hulk thing happened. And unlike her cousin, she's able to control her Hulkism. She can turn into Hulk at will. So yeah, and so her comic book has been long been known as like it's been very humorous because you take this superhero world and she works for this agency that they're lawyers for superheroes and supervillains. And so you have all these absurd things happening. So it's very good. It's a different side of Marvel, but it's very good. So there's that. And then it's I think it's, it's only three episodes out so far on Disney Plus, and it'll only be six total, but it is very good. And then I started watching the new Game of Thrones. Oh my god, the House of Dragons! House of the Drag, yeah, House of Dragons, and it is, um, it's okay. I think there are three episodes. I've only watched one, and maybe a, a little part or two, and I think it's better written than the first Game of Thrones, or it's equal to the first few episodes of the original Game of Thrones that were pretty well well written, even though they had way too much uh, sexual abuse and things, but. So I think it's going to be good. Like they shifted. You're just focused on this, the Targaryen household and how they're managing um, being on top of the world. Like they're in power and, and what happens with them. So it is pretty good. So there's that. And then the new Lord of the Rings, called Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, which goes back a couple thousand years to uh, b- before all the Rings of Power were actually created. Because there's nine of them in the Lord of the Rings, in the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings series. But there was a time before them that's all written about in the Tolkien world of, of the Lord of the Rings stories. 
uh, on this, uh, all these other books. He wrote a lot of books about this stuff. So you go way back to before the rings were created and you're seeing how, and it's, and it's actually after one or another great big war, but before another war and way before the Lord of the Rings wars. So you're in this in-between time of peace and you see all the things that are coming into place and it's, it's on Amazon Prime and it's well done. And um, there are only a few episodes of that out, but it's it's very good. Wow. Okay. I do. I have to say, I am enjoying the House of Dragons. I do. I'm more into it. I think it. The storyline is uh, stronger. I think that it's not all over the place. Like I enjoy the the Seven Castles and learning about all those other ones. But uh, to me, this just focuses on one family, the family dynamic. And how it came to be and, you know, how, um, I guess, if you go to Game of Thrones, how um, the Khaleesi became to be, you know, the queen and the, the righteous yeah. owner of the, of the Iron Throne. So I enjoy this dynamic because it's 172 years prior to her. And the, I wondered how much it was. OK, that's that's perfect. Like the Mad King, you know, before that. So this is this is like her ancestry, which is pretty I I'm enjoying that. I think it's pretty cool. I have to say that it's been, it ha has definitely intrigued me. I'm behind one episode because there's only three. So um, yeah, I think that's where that's, I, I'm enjoying that. I have seen the previews for the Hulk. I didn't know if it was going to be corny or Miss Hulk. I didn't know if it was going to be corny or not. Yeah, it's, it's, um, her comic books are, they're, uh, they're irreverent. Like, she, I mean, she has some where she's in Avengers and she's just a superhero like everybody else, you know, beating up villains. But most of her comics are in the, they're sort of wacky in the world of law. It's like, like, uh, Allie McBeal, but she's also the Hulk, you know, this kind of deal. And then she, her writers did something fun with her that she always, even going back to the 70s, 70s, she always breaks what's called the fourth wall. Like she will talk to the audience. Her character, the kind of a character, would talk to the audience and and do stuff like that. So, um, but when they have her be serious in some other of her comics, she's just as powerful as the Hulk and anybody else. So, so Marvel made her, and they have some guest appearances, other heroes and stuff. They they're using mostly the original version of her, which is funny and irreverent. There's a lot of weird things that go on. Um, but she's a great character and I love it more because the fanboys hate it because they, you know, they hate women. So it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Here's a, it's only six episodes, so I'm going to enjoy it. But, you know, going back to like Game of Thrones and even, even, um, Lord of the Rings, why don't they drop every episode at once? Uh, you know, when we talked about that last time, like if I pay for a member on my hate list, like if I pay for yeah. a streaming service, just give it all to me. Just give it all to me. Right? Why are they trickling it out like it's crap? Like, give me the whole kilo. Like, give it, I want it all. Give me the whole kilo. <laughs> just, for this, just for a disclaimer, uh, neither Jen and I are Schedule 1 drug users, and we do not support anybody using any type of illegal uh substances <laughs> correct just as a just as a disclaimer <laughs> i'm just cracking give me the full kilo don't be giving me that little buff or whatever they call it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i was you're right give me all episodes because you know i watched i watched uh game of thrones i thought this was really good and then i looked at the oh there was no more episodes and i thought 
you know, I don't, sometimes I don't have the attention span to remember or the capacity to remember everything that happened last week. Give me, give me the whole thing. <sighs> give me it. Because if I have the time to sit down and watch, I'm going to sit down and watch. Exactly. Or at least give me three at a time, like something. Gosh. <laughs> it's brutal. So, so yeah, so I'm watching those. And then I rewatched the Foundation series, which is on Apple TV. And it is, I think, it's 10 episodes on Apple Apple TV. And it's, I think it's the best sci-fi series I've ever seen. Wow. It, it's that good. And it's based What's off- What's the name of it? It's called Foundation. Okay. Found, it, oh, I think I saw that. That girl that was, I think she was in Game of Thrones originally. I think she was the Khaleesi's aide or something like that. Is that the yeah. actress? It just, I think so. It's so good because that that series by Isaac Asimov, you know, it's, I think he started writing it maybe in the 30s or 40s or something. I don't know. It's like seven, 10 books or something. Little books, they're not even that long. But that universe, it's like 10,000 years in the future and there's this galactic empire. And that series, that science fiction series is the basis for all the science fiction series, all the science fiction series that American authors and TV movies have done since then. So Star Wars, Star Trek, all that stuff is, you could tie it directly back to a lot of the stuff that's in that original series. It, it's right there. And and so it, it was, it was, it had never been a movie or anything. And it's and it's and it's literally the foundation. And and it's one that all sci-fi writers or readers love. You know, it's like a top two or top three. So it was sort of scary to see how would this be done on TV? And they nailed it. It is so good. I, I rewatched it um, over the past week and it's just, it's even better. Wow. It's so Yeah, it's so good. But it is like, it's real sci-fi. They don't take the time to be silly or explain things to you. You just have to fucking pay attention and, and see what's going on. It's that good. Well, and I heard another show too on Apple, the uh, Memor- Five Days at Memorial or something like that. And yeah. um, tell me about that. Yeah, someone at work was telling me about it, one of my coworkers, and he said that it is so good. Really? So is good that- because it's based on a true story about the during, uh, I think it was Mississippi. I don't know all the details. I could be wrong, but. Well, um, I thought it was the um, aftermath of Katrina. Yes. And it was like a hospital. They couldn't let m- many people in, um, something along those lines. But he said he is just addicted to it. Uh, somebody else told me that it is a must watch. And I, I rem- if, it's with, if it's some of the story that I remember reading about, you know, some of the choices they have to make as the water came in. I, yeah, that's got to be very powerful. Yeah, so I want to, I definitely, you know, turning away people and all that stuff was probably yes. another. Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'm, 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 I'm going to add that, I'm going to add that to my list. Um, hey, so I've been, we haven't talked a while about um, family before we, before we hang up. Um, what's going on with your family? You know what? Family's good. I, my, trying to stay cool from the heat. Uh, we, my brother was in town and just left last week over Labor Day, so it was great. We all hung out at the pool and played cards and all that fun stuff. And then, um, we ended up, I I think they're just, yeah, we had a really good time. I I'm enjoying my sister, um, is going through a personal journey that I'm, I'm not sure I can express at this time, but, 
Um, okay. So I think with my dog and her dog and uh, my brother went back down to LA, there's a lot of movie pieces with the family. So otherwise it's good. I don't, you know, unfortunately I thought I would have a funny story from them this week, but I don't. So I think that leads some room to have an uncle story. Cause I think last week you said you were going to, you had one. I did. So did I tell you the story about um, me and uncle Vern going to breakfast? recently or okay so it was we, we were in tahoe um a few weeks ago maybe a month ago and we uh the four of us went to breakfast so, oh i think you did because he was asking everybody what was yes, on there walk, yes walking around asking people what the only the people who already had food to find <laughs> out what they ordered and did they like their meals <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I know. Did, wasn't your um, wasn't your uncle Vern here too, or who was here this past weekend? So my uncle Bill came this week, and he, and they're both coming uh, this Sunday. So we're gonna watch the the opening Sunday of NFL football uh, this week. So my uncle, my uncle Bill was. So I when I came back from Las Vegas, I stopped at his house uh, to take him. I I, I brought him a um, a Raiders cap because he's you know big time Raider fan. And I made a point of being certain that I got him a, a, a Raiders cap that just said Raiders, but not Las Vegas Raiders, because okay. Okay. right, right. He he is an original Raiders fan from the '60s when they arrived in Oakland, like when they were created in Oakland. So he would not accept anything else. So I looked all around for just a hat that said Raiders. So I got him the hat. I go to his house on my way from the airport. And I go, hey, Unc, I got a, uh, I brought you a gift back from uh, Las Vegas. So he opens the bag and he sees this a Raiders hat. Like he sees, you know, it's black and everything. And he goes, it better not say Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, I know who I'm dealing with. <laughs> like, yes, I know. So he loved the hat, right? So I tell him, hey, you should come by Sunday and we'll watch some football. So Sunday, that, so I got to his house on Friday, and before I left, I said, "Come by Sunday and watch the football," because I thought the NFL was starting sun this past Sunday. So he texted me Sunday morning and said, "I'm on my way," but by then I realized that it was not the opening of the NFL season, and I had forgotten to get back to him. So I texted him back. I said, "Hey, just FYI, the NFL starts next Sunday, so come next Sunday instead, and we'll do our thing." So he never responded. I thought, you know what? I think I missed him. So, you know, 45 minutes, an hour later, he gets here, which is, you know, it's fine. So he comes in. I go, yeah, I tried to catch him before he left. He said, oh, yeah, I saw your text, but I was already in the garage and it was too late. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> he was in the garage. Like, he was literally still at home. <laughs> you know that, that weird thing people do when you're like, I've already gone to my car. I got to go somewhere. And I'm, even though I'm at home, it's too hard for me to get out of the car, go back in the house and get, you know, my cup. It's just like, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. But he was 45 minutes away. Oh, my God. He did yeah, that. Didn't he forget his passport, too, on your walk? Oh, God, the passport. Yes, we forgot the passport a couple of times. And then I had to get, you know, because we were in Toronto, we had to download um our COVID test we had to upload our COVID test but we had to go to a whole new site so we had to 
log, you know, set get a login, upload our stuff. And my uncle has a really large Galaxy phone. And you talk about some terrible functionality. Like, like, look, I know there's some Galaxy, Samsung people out there that like those phones. His phone is just, I know you like your phones. And that's fine. You can like your phones. They suck. And <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that so that was a big struggle. But once he was here Sunday, and then I text my uncle Vernon. I was like, hey, uh, Uncle Bill's gonna come back next uh, this following Sunday, and we're gonna watch uh football uh opening day. So Uncle Vernon was in Burning Man. So he did a he did he He's gone to Burning Man maybe 10 times. And this year he had his own camp. So it's hard to explain, but I guess you could either be just a wanderer or you could create your own artistic expression in your own camp. And so this was the first year he had, he and a group of people had their own camp, you know, a big old tent. And, you know, I guess you share food or whatever you have up there, food and drinks or whatever. And they had their thing. I think he made barbecue sauce for people and just random stuff. So he so they're coming Sunday. We're going to watch the game and he's going to bring uh, pictures of a week at Birdie Man that I'm about to look at. Wow. OK, that should be. <laughs> that was like two years ago, right? <laughs> Yes, uh, I've already seen a couple, so I'll, I'll try to see if I can get the best ones. Maybe we'll post them. As you know, we always I always lie and say, "Oh, I'll post them in the in the in the footnotes to this episode." We don't post anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we do, huh? We always say, "Yeah, we'll put a picture up, we'll do something, and then we just forget." Because you know what? I blame your girlfriend for that. You know what? There's that, and ain't nobody paying us. <laughs> no, nope, ain't no, nope. You want to just, you can reach out to us. Uh, uh, you, we gave you our IGs like, Hey, show us that picture mofo. Right. And you know what? Maybe, maybe we should, maybe we should create a, uh, uh, and they told us a couple, they told me a couple of times we should create a social media account for just this show. So whether it's on Facebook or whatever it is, and then we could add a tip jar and, and or a Patreon and maybe people can pay, but we're only, we're only at episode. This is episode number 21. And, you know, I don't know if anybody going to be giving us any money for this shit. You know, we're just chatting it up. We're just having fun, enjoying it. And you know what? It's funny because we know, I mean, my mom and dad listen. And then, you know, we've got a couple of friends that listen. And I, I love that because I love hearing their feedback. I love hearing, you know, they are, you know, our girlfriend that you know, um, Margaret Peg, she says it's fun because she feels that she's part of a conversation with us. And I think that's the most valuable part of all of this. That's nice. I, I've heard from a couple of people too. Um, I was on a, I, I did a little guest stint on another lady's podcast and that was her feedback to me. She said, you know, I look forward to you guys on Fridays when our show comes out every Friday it drops. And she said, you know, I always listen to us first because it's easygoing. You know, we may learn a little bit of stuff. We laugh. And then, she says, and then it's it's over. It's just a it's a really good podcast. So I love that feedback. And you know what? If you're listening to us, rate us wherever you are. Uh, leave a comment. You can leave a message for us or something. Any topic uh, you want us to cover? We tend to go shallow. Every now and then we venture a little deeper, uh, but we tend to go shallow. And we just, you know, unlike a lot of podcasts, we never really do any planning for the podcast. We just Nothing. like show up. <laughs> yep, we just show up, have a good conversation. That's it. 
And you still uh, have to get a new computer because people think you have a list. Yes, I hate that. I don't know what's happening with that list. It's Try a microphone. Phone. Get a microphone. See if that changes. You know what? Um, I have one of those really nice microphones, but I found out that there are just issues with that microphone and my iPhone 13. And after I went deep into the web about, you know, how to get it to work, there's all these instructions to how to make it happen, but it's all too convoluted for me. So I'm going to wait until this iPhone 14 comes out and then try that microphone. Like I can't get it to work. Um, not with, not my, I'm sorry, not my iPhone with my laptop. My, my Apple, yeah, my Apple laptop is a little older um it's like the night it's like 2015 or 16 and it's just a known compatibility issue with this really good microphone and this crappy laptop so whenever i decide to get a new laptop which will probably be after christmas when they go on sale i'll probably do something now okay good in the meantime listen he's got a list he just doesn't want you to know i deal with it you're not paying for the show people (laughs) (laughs) there's no advertisements we don't have advertisements nothing Right? We're not spamming you like all these politicians. <laughs> Just show up and have a good time. Yeah, leave us the fuck alone, man. Just <laughs> We only want your opinions if they're positive. That's all. Leave us a review if it's good, and if they're not, just leave us alone. Yeah, exactly. And where um, can I, I know they can find you. Where can they find you? Um, I'm on Twitter at Myron J. Clifton. Um, Twitter, um, Dear Dean on Facebook and Instagram, and I think also on on TikTok. I don't post much on Twitter, TikTok. I just sort of lurk and like some things. But I blog at DearDean.com, Myron Clifton on Medium, my Amazon page where all my books are. Just check me out. I'm a little, I'm, I'm all over the place and I love to hear from you. Where can you find you, Jen? You can find me at Jen Van Landen Veg um, or uh, on IG, Big Button a Smile on TikTok or, and um redheaded vegan on twitter which i don't use that often unless you know i i post something on your feed i tell you that um speaking of your twitter feed i posted the two pictures of cabo and people loved cabo there was like maybe 600 likes and 80 or 90 comments on cabo so if you do post pop on one of my uh, um or send me pictures and i'll tag you but people want updates on cabo's progress Awesome. I will definitely do that. My mom's like, yeah, you stopped posting after you got them. And I was like, because I, <laughs> I was, I've been out of control. I don't even holding on to my phone. I'm afraid he's going to bite it. Yeah. So if you get, you know, Cabo in his crate or Cabo eating or just, you know, whatever. Okay. Dog, people, dog people love dogs. It doesn't matter. And okay. he's a cutie. He is a cutie. That's, that's the only reason why I'm keeping him. All right, Jim. Well, have a great day. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye everyone. Bye.